You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. U.S. Cyber Command is said to be enjoying success against ISIS finances and command and control. ISIS sympathizers hit back online with more attempts at inspiration. Anonymous launches a DDoS campaign against the Bank of Greece. The hacktivist collective vows to punish the world's financial institutions for what it characterizes as their crimes against humanity. And a U.S. magistrate tells a California woman to let the FBI use her fingerprints to unlock an iPhone. It's a search warrant in a drug case. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, May 3, 2016. The U.S. cyber offensive against ISIS continues to report inroads against the terrorist group's finances and command and control apparatus. These are targets Cyber Command is well-equipped to hit. ISIS's information ops reach will be harder to shorten. Hacktivists who find inspiration in the self-proclaimed caliphate's online murders have called for death to U.S. drone pilots. But as its physical territory shrinks, ISIS will continue to seek to expand its footprint in cyberspace. Anonymous has hit the Bank of Greece with a distributed denial-of-service campaign. The hacktivist collective is calling it, curiously, Op Icarus, where one might think Op Daedalus or Op Hermes might be better, since Icarus, after all, crashed after soaring too close to Helios. The goal of Op Icarus is to force the world's financial institutions to atone for what Anonymous characterized as bankers' crimes against humanity. Some of the bank's services were offline for about six hours, according to HackRead. Greece is said to be just the first. A video warns that banks in Bangladesh, Brazil, China, Iran, Pakistan, the U.S., and the European Union are also in the crosshairs. DDoS may be a preferred hacktivist attack method, but ransomware continues to hold its place in the criminal underworld. New techniques and variants aim to stay ahead of the defenders. According to Avira, Locky is now encrypting its command and control communication to make it more difficult for defenders to sinkhole the criminal's sites. Proofpoint notes that about 24% of all emails found with malicious attachments in the first quarter of this year were distributing Locky. The runner-up was the Drydex banking trojan, which itself is increasingly being adapted to serve ransomware attacks. There's no need to look far to explain ransomware's popularity. Willie Sutton could have answered that question. There's a widespread perception in the underworld that cyber extortion offers easy money. On Monday's show, we heard from Forcepoint's Bob Hansman, who shared highlights from their recently published threat report. We continue our discussion today, starting with the threat of what he calls accidental insiders. On the insider threat, the accidental insider could be somebody who has simply fallen for a social engineering uh, type of attack so that they've been part of an external attack. But there's also the cases where they do a reply all. They post information they don't realize is sensitive to their Facebook account. Somebody who posted that, hey, our company did really great this quarter, 
and yet the financial earnings have not been reported yet, and so there's legal consequences. We also saw a case a couple years ago where an employee was doing a regular process, sending tax information out to citizens and of a city, but they failed to test the process, and in the end, sent everybody's personal information and tax details to the next person on the list because the email merge process was off by one and they never tested it and ended up exposing everybody's information to everybody in town. We also discussed the inevitable tension between IT and employees who just want to get their work done. Hansman suggests that IT departments be mindful of their attitude. IT has developed this reputation as the department of no. No, you can't do that. No, that's got some problems. We haven't looked into that. We don't have time for that. That's where we have shadow IT. People are adopting their own technology. Sometimes it's because there isn't an official solution. Often it's simply because nobody wants to ask IT. If you ask IT, you'll be told no. It's better to just go ahead, get a third-party service, use it, and ask forgiveness later. At least we can get our jobs done. So IT needs to become more proactive. They need to start being polite when people call and ask, hey, I want to share a large file. Instead of saying, we've had that for three years. Why isn't anybody using it? Let me show you where it's at. Instead, they should say something like, you know, I'm glad you asked, and deliver it in a more positive tone and become an assistant to help departments get their jobs done, not that department that, if I've got a problem, I'll call them. Otherwise, try and keep them out of your business. That's Bob Hansman from Forcepoint. Their website is forcepoint.com. The U.S. security clearance system may soon undergo a significant shift, moving toward a FICO-like insider threat scoring system. That score would be based on a number of factors, among which the social media activity of cleared personnel would figure prominently. Another feature of the emerging security system would be continuous monitoring of government networks and users. NextGov quotes the director of the Defense Security Service as calling the amount of illicit adult material just unbelievable. And by illicit, he means clearly illegal. A U.S. magistrate judge has ordered a woman to let the FBI unlock her iPhone using her fingerprints, pursuant to a search warrant, a development that will surely raise issues both biometric and constitutional. And finally, where's Satoshi? The elusive inventor of Bitcoin seems to have been cited less frequently than Sasquatch. Errata Security outlines how it's possible for anyone to claim to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Read through the post at blog.eratasec.com and judge for yourself. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? 
With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. Once again, I'm joined by Joe Kerrigan from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute, one of our academic and research partners. Joe, I read recently uh, something that that was interesting in an article. They were saying that uh, medical records information is particularly valuable because unlike a credit card, your medical records cannot be reset. Right. What what the medical record contains that is particularly valuable is all of your personally identifiable information that it is that is necessary to steal your identity. So it contains like your name, your address, your your date of birth, your social security number in many cases, other information as well that that could be used to verify your identity. Uh, additionally, there's also a more sinister uh, aspect to this, and that is uh, if you have something in your medical record that you don't want being made public, that that actually provides an opportunity to extort you to keep that information private. And the prime example of this is if someone is HIV positive and they just don't want that information to be made public. And of course, the, the most valuable information is that, that the hospital has about the patients themselves, and that's where, that's where the ransomware comes in, in in the medical facilities themselves. Right. That's where the information is most useful, is when the patient and the practitioner need to access it to diagnose or to treat the patient. So that's why we're seeing this increase in ransomware. It's because these malicious actors know that the, the biggest value of this information is when the practitioners can, can access it to treat the patient. And if they can't do that, then they might be willing to pay a large price to get the information back. Right. There, we're talking about, literally about life and death situations, potentially. And, That's right. Uh, and so we've seen on several cases, it's easiest for the hospitals to simply pay the ransomware. That's what happens. Yeah, interesting also that when they pay, the records get unlocked. Well, that's right. That's that's almost what has to happen because the malicious actors almost have to unlock the files or else the ransomware business model doesn't work because people realize, okay, now I'm, now I'm in a hole because my uh, data has been encrypted, but I'm not going to deepen that hole by paying some money to somebody who's not going to unlock my files. Right, and of course the, the lesson is always have... Uh Recent backups of your files. That's right. The first four rules of owning a computer are backup, 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 and backup. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Joe, thanks, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. 
Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us.